Welcome back. This is Sam. And this is Kareen, and we are two Ankh Docs. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing our favorite Hemonk board review resources. Definitely. I think this is one of our most asked questions is what did we use and how did we use it and what was our schedule? And so this is going to be an episode going into all those details and also a little reminder that we are not a comprehensive board review series. Um, There are great resources out there that we'll talk about in this episode, but really we are the quick hitting 10 to 15 minutes after you've watched those longer lectures, after you've read the NCCN guidelines and you've done some QBank questions. We're just here to put the cherry on top of your learning. And so to start things off, let's go over our individual board study plans. Yeah, so for me, I tried to be consistent throughout fellowship. I took my in-service exam somewhat seriously. And for example, in the first year, I made a point to study all of geo-oncology. I read the ASCO-SEP section, and I tried to see if I could master those areas and do well in that section of the ITE. And then I also tried to do the board review videos and questions when I was on a specific clinic for a month. So for example, when I was on breast clinic, I made a point to watch all of the breast cancer board review videos and try to finish the question block during that month as well. And then throughout fellowship, I also made a point to always open NCCN for each patient and up to date if needed. And sometimes, you know, you have to look things up on PubMed or Google Scholar and supplement if it's not something that's extremely common. And I would refer to the category one options within the NCCN for that cancer type. And then in terms of my study plan for the exam, which Sam and I both took in 2021, I made a study plan that started in July and went through early November when we took our exam. Definitely. So like Kareen, I also study throughout fellowship. I think every fellow does. I really focus on patient-driven reviewing since I remember cases much better than a lot of just studying. So if I had a patient who had pancreatic cancer, for say, I would dive into the literature. I would read the articles that led to the FDA approvals. I would go through the NCCN guidelines. So when it came down to answering questions and board reviewing, if I had a pancreatic cancer question, I would say, oh, Jane Doe, I remember that from my first or second year from fellowship. These are the things that I retained when I was thinking through that case. I would also prefer rotations by reading the end of the NCCN guidelines. There are discussion slides after um, each of those PDFs, and it really gives a great broad overview for those tumors or malignancies. I would spend the month before my in-training exam watching what I felt was the highest yield MD Anderson video topics. And so to me, that was all of the GI cancers, the breast cancers, and the lung cancer videos. And I would do practice questions. I find that I remember the questions that I get wrong much more than the ones that I get right. It helps me retain that information. So getting questions wrong was not disheartening for me. It actually helped me learn and retain the information better. I, like Kareen, didn't get serious about my board setting until July, um, so a few months before my boards, which is when I really amped up my studying. I had a week... Um, Topics assigned to each week, I would spend weekends doing board reviews because I, you know, was doing my very first attending job. So Monday through Friday, it kind of came at me quickly with being an attending and juggling that. So my weekends, I would spend a lot of my time board reviewing and I would actually do some Zooms with one of my co-fellows. Every Saturday through September and October, we would pick topics to read about during the week and we'd do questions together for a few hours on Saturdays, which was really helpful to bounce ideas off of each other and review together. Yeah, definitely. And one of the most asked questions we have is also 
about our self-made cheat sheets. And we do have examples of those posted both, both on our Instagram page and our Twitter, along with our week by week study plans of what we both did. So you can refer to those on those sites. Exactly. We get asked sometimes about posting um, all of our cheat sheets, and I think they're truly individualized. Um, I know Karina and I have both said we learned a lot by making those cheat sheets, making them to fit like a format that fit our learning style and also focusing on what our weak spots were. Um, so if you look at my GI oncology cheat sheets, they're pretty minimal because I spent a lot of my fellowship doing GI oncology. If you look at my breast cancer cheat sheet, it is pretty darn detailed because that wasn't one of my strong suits going into board studying. So I think they need to really be individualized for what you need and what your you know gaps in knowledge are. And so let's switch gears and let's dive into our study materials that we liked and we can start off with books. Yeah, so the books that I used included the Oncology Pocketbook. It was a little bit outdated, especially at the end of fellowship, but I made a point to carry it around. If we had a fellow lecture, I would highlight things that were said or make annotations if needed. And then I also use Ascocep. Again, it's quite wordy, but when I was trying to really dive deep into a tumor type and understand uh, beginning to end. I try to read those sections. And outside of that, I, I didn't really use any other books. Yeah. I feel like in oncology, as soon as the book is printed, it's probably out of date um, just because the field moves very quickly. That being said, I also had the Ascocep book. Um, I use that more so in my fellowship to learn the whole width of the disease, but it was very long and wordy. So I didn't actually use it a lot for board review. Um, I did utilize the hematology and transfusion medicine board review made simple book a lot. Um, I am not strong in hematology and this book was terrific. It really simplified everything for me, hit all of the high points. And so I can't recommend that enough to people who are also not the strongest in hematology, but need and want to pass their hematology boards. The last book that I did use was the Oncology Board Review Blueprint Study Guide. This was great because it took each solid tumor and it turned it into an outline. It was quick to read. It was a little bit outdated. So I did kind of do my own annotations, um, but I found it really helpful for a quick, you know, get those facts in. And so next we'll talk about the videos that we used. So I loved the ASH review series, watched all of those, both the year before and the year of the exam. And then I also watched all of the GWN MD Anderson videos throughout fellowship and before the exam. And I overall, if I had to pick one, would probably just watch the MD Anderson ones, but I know people have preferences for both. So can't really go wrong there. Exactly. And I was a bit of a simplest. Um, I loved the ASH review series. I cannot recommend that enough. Um, I think that is the sole reason I passed my hematology boards. It was fabulous. And then I only watched the MD Anderson videos. My co-fellows and I, we watched them together. Um, and so I thought they were also amazingly done. They hit all the high yield topics. And lastly, we'll talk about our question banks. So I found that hemonkquestions.com was the most useful question bank because the answers are usually pretty detailed and you have the option to pick within tumor types, or you can also do random practice blocks of 60 questions similar to the actual exam format. I also tried hematologyoncologyqbank.com. I did find some wrong answers there, just FYI, and the stems are pretty quick to read. And then I also did hemocreview.com. There are some great questions there. There are some percentage or radiology questions that aren't 
reflected on the actual exam, but overall also a good resource. And then of course the ASH review series board review. So there are question sessions at the each at the end of each week. I did all of those. Agreed. I also did the ASH review series board review questions. They were awesome. Um, and then I only did hemontquestions.com outside of that. I felt it was really the best. I used it actually for all three years of my fellowship. I bought it first year and I continued to go back to it. Um, so I think that it's worthwhile your entire fellowship um, was studying. I liked it because it not only had citations in the bottom and it had very detailed explanations of right answers and why they were wrong, um, but also was a changing QBank. And so by the time my first year to my third year, there were already new questions being added with the new FDA approvals and the new changing in the um, NCCN guidelines. So I really liked it because because it's a live QBank that is constantly changing and updating. And I felt it was the most realistic um, to the day of boards. And so I think we've already posted a lot of these resources onto our Instagram page, Tuonk Docs, but we can also post them onto our Twitter page. So you guys can see exactly what we're talking about. And so to finish up, Kareen, can you tell us some other tips about board review studying? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, I think consistency during fellowship was important because HEMOX is an entire new field and there's so much to learn. Uh, the other thing is questions, questions, questions. So, you know, that holds true for any part of the medical learning journey uh, from med school to residency to fellowship. I think that doing the most amount of questions possible reflects the highest board scores and pass rates. And then in terms of the study plan, as I mentioned, I made it for July through November and also allow the schedule to have room to plan for life because you might be moving, starting your first attending job, you might want to take vacation. And so if for some reason you're unable to do the outline that you set out for a week, have some wiggle room so you can fit it in the next week. At least that's what I did. Agreed. I, I had lots of wiggle room, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, so I think my last tips are use the test blueprints to your advantage. Um, so look at what is the highest yield topics that they're going to test on and focus your time on those. Um, if you're running short on time, skip the things that are 1% on exam day. And then I think having that day before something flat to memorize. And so for me, it was hemoglobin electrophoresis. And then von Willebrand's disease, I truly had to, you know, review those almost actually going up into my hematology exams to make sure I was up to date on remembering all those fine details. And I think one other thing to take away is remember that in the real world, you can look things up, you have your colleagues to ask for opinions. And so as much as the boards and passing the boards is so important to us, it's a lot of memorization. And really in the real world, it's not all about memorization. It's about looking things up and knowing your resources within the ever-changing field of oncology. And so as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to us with comments, suggestions on our Instagram or our Twitter, 2 period onc period docs. And have a great week. <laughs>